Have you pressed play? Well done. I am Umberto Dicinove, and you are welcome to the special episode of Get the Bug. A podcast that explores the question, what if insects are the next game changers? Hi everyone, and welcome to Get the Bug. As I said, my name is Umberto Diecinove. I am a documentary photographer and a filmmaker. And for a while now, I've been investigating the potential role of insects in the solution of some global environmental and social challenges. In order to do this, I've been traveling around the world, taking photographs and talking with world experts, visionary entrepreneurs, activists and people working in the field. On Get the Bug, you will listen to the conversation I have been recording during my journey. I was always fascinated by any time humankind evolves by learning from nature. In Western culture, insects are ignored or considered a pest, but some of them not also provide ecosystem services, such as pollination or carbon sequestration in soils. They can also provide biological control, reducing the use of pesticides. And insect farming could provide an opportunity to replace fish meal and soy meal as a component for feed for animals like chickens or many freshwater fish that already eat insects in their natural diet. Less soy meal means reducing the agriculture need for land, and less fish meal means not to overfish oceans. And insects have positive effects on livestock welfare with opportunities to reduce the use of antibiotics. At the same time, becoming insect producers could also help smallholder farmers in developing economies to depend less on expensive imported feed, providing in this way an easier access to the local economy. On the other side, as in developed economies, insect farming is an emerging industrial sector, handling the increasing amount of organic waste generated by human activity and organic waste accumulation damages the planet through greenhouse gas emission, so insects contribute also to reducing climate change. This podcast and the photo book I'm working on aim to be a worldwide overview in the topic, with a special focus on the people who are working on this change and those who will benefit from it. A global overview is necessary, because, for example in Africa or Asia, insects are, or were, also part of human diets. The fact that in Western world this is considered primitive conditioned their habits. So the ongoing reframing process is also a decolonization process and it's indispensable due to the overgrowing population. So, as you begin to understand, the topic is very, very interesting, but complex. So I've talked to a variety of experts, entomologists and environmentalists, of course, but also anthropologists, entrepreneurs, nutritionists, animal science experts and activists. This special episode aims to be an introduction, so you will listen to some highlights from the first conversations I had. I started this investigation taking pictures in research centers, universities and companies all over Europe. And I was in Colombia too, to document Insects for Peace, an insect farming project involving former guerrilla combatants. My journey started in Canada, 
at the Insect to Feed the World 2022 conference, where I had the opportunity to meet in person Jeffrey Tomberlin, professor at the Department of Entomology at Texas A&M University and worldwide recognized expert. Indeed, I started my project after listening a speech by Dr. Tomberlin in 2020. An Italian company that was, at the time, a startup in the sector, asked me to record that conference. So it's also thanks to Beth Biosystems if this journey began. And you can imagine how great it was for me to meet Jeffrey Tomberlin in person. He is inspiring. He has enthusiasm and is truly committed to make the world a better place. I've been studying black soldier fly for 25 years. Every day I learn how much I don't know. And it's kept me humble. It's tech kept me hungry, and it's kept me engaged. I think what we're really beginning to recognize is that nature is uh, presenting tons of opportunities for us to develop new strategies, to be more efficient with the resources that she provides us. Um, We have limited resources. We recognize that we need to be better with how we use them, but also how we manage the waste products that are produced from those resources to develop this more circular economy. The idea being that if we work together collectively, globally, we can make more with less, but we can also have less of an impact on the planet itself, therefore ensuring resources for future generations. All you need is passion, commitment, a willingness to learn, and a willingness to get your hands dirty. At the same conference, one of the keynote speakers was Carol Baragan Fonseca, the coordinator of Insect for Peace, Insectos por la Paz. Colombia has been involved in an armed conflict for more than 60 years. This conflict officially ended in 2016 with the signing of the peace agreement. And now we need, and we have to, build a new Colombian society. Insects for Peace in Colombia mainly aims to help small farmers who used to be members of the FARC, and all the people affected by the conflict. Most of them are women who have lost their husband and children in the conflict. Becoming a smallholder insect producer could be a big step up in the process of reintegration. It means being part of a local and regional agribusiness network. So a new legal economy and legality is stability. Few months after, thanks to the Universidad Nacional de Colombia, where Carol is assistant professor, I was there taking pictures and recording interview with some former combatants who are now small older insect producers. During the last summer, I also visited Hakeningen University in the Netherlands, one of the best universities worldwide in the field of life science. It was a very inspiring experience and I was very excited to have the opportunity of taking photographs there. Thanks to Marcel Dick, the director of the Laboratory of Entomology at Fakeningen University, and Claudius van der Feifer, I was also able to participate to a postgraduate interdisciplinary course on insects as feed. This is Marcel Dick talking. We had a very interesting conversation that you will listen on two different episodes. I, I can tell you, I was teaching in China in 2008. I also taught about insects as food. And uh, the young Chinese students, they had exactly the same response as Dutch students had. Like, is this guy crazy? And um, they all traveled to their hometown. And uh, after the Spring Festival, they came back 
And they told me, they came, they came with bags with uh, um, silkworm pupae. And they said, look, we talked about what you to- taught us uh, to our parents and grandparents. And they said, but we did that all the time. And here, take this to your teacher, because this is what, what we did. And so I sometimes say, well, we as colonizers export the kind of McDonald's food instead of listening to them and saying, well, you're very clever that you're eating insects. We should do that. We should take up your feeding food habits instead of exporting our very bad food habits to other parts of the, of the, of the world. About these cultural aspects, I've also talked with Mackenzie Wade from the Department of Anthropology of the University of California, Santa Barbara. Insects are obviously portrayed poorly in media, but it's not just insects, but it's also the people who eat the insects. And when I ask students and members of the public about this question, the words that they use to describe people who eat insects include poor, primitive, starving. They often talk about people living in the dystopian world or uncivilized. So these are very racially charged words. And we see that edible insect aversion is very much a product of a colonial history. So European colonial presence, it directly correlates with a loss of traditional insect consumption. And you see this in the way that food perception is imposed alongside many other things that are imposed alongside colonization, including cultural, economic, and food production system imposition. It's really important to reconsider this narrative of insects as food and to really pull in the anthropological perspectives. And that helps set the stage for really understanding the contextual history of the agro-industrial food system and of just edible insects as a whole as a topic. And it also really promotes an important discussion about how we got here and looking to the future where we're going. In Fackeningen, I also talk with Arnold van Aus, Emeritus Professor of Wageningen Agricultural University. If we are finally beginning to be aware of the potential of insects, it's also thanks to people like him, who was in the field in the 70s as a pest management specialist and who became a pioneer in studying edible insects. What happened was that in 1995 I had a sabbatical and uh, I took my sabbatical on cultural aspects of insects in sub-Saharan Africa. So I interviewed quite a number of people, about 300 people in 24 countries in Africa. And I went first to Niger, the country where I've worked for about three years. And I went to the plant protection service. And there they told me that the women are making more money by selling the grasshoppers from their millet than by selling their millet. And I was so surprised, I couldn't believe it. How could I have missed it, you know, working three years in Niger and not observing this? But I understood afterwards because people in Africa, they don't want to talk about edible insects because they know that Western people consider it as a kind of primitive habit. But on this very podcast, you will also listen to more specific and scientific conversations. As the one I had with Dennis Onins researcher for the Animal Nutrition Group at the Department of Animal Science at Wageningen. The first thing that you want to do is figure out, so what is the, the, the basis that you want to compare on? And uh, that's called the so-called functional unit. And we chose edible protein because we considered insects as a source of protein. 
and or the, these mealworms as a source of protein, and therefore we use that as the, the well the, the the key figure. And then you want to know which type of environmental impact you want to assess because there are many many different criteria. And we chose to work on global warming potential, so the effect it has on, on greenhouse gas emissions and global warming uh, as a whole. Uh, the use of fossil fuels, because it was already clear that that would be a, a limiting factor. And we looked at land use, which is also clearly a limiting factor. With a growing population uh, and a not growing planet, you will have uh, fewer square meters available per person. So you have to use that efficiently. What we found is that the energy use of this system was actually quite high, uh, which makes sense because they are animals that require a certain ambient temperature. Then we looked at uh, uh, the, the global warming potential. And when you compare that, they were, the mealworms were actually a fairly sustainable source. They were very similar to uh, poultry. I'm saying this by heart now. And better than the figures that we have for pigs and for cattle. And then we looked at uh, land use, and also there they were quite efficient. So they were able to utilize their feed very efficiently, and therefore would require fewer square meters of uh, land uh, to produce edible protein for human consumption. And that's all for this special episode. I do believe insects could be the next game changer. And that's why I'm working on a photo book and doing this podcast. Be part of this change too. Subscribe to Get Bug and share this podcast with everyone you know who cares about the environment, is curious about life science and thinks outside the box. And are you an insect expert? Are you involved in an insect-related project that I just have to photograph for my photo book? Please contact me through the website GTB as Get the Bug gtbpodcast.com. On the same web page, you can also see some of the pictures I took. Other pictures are on futuresphotography.com because my ongoing project was selected by Photo España as one of the five 2023 most interesting projects. Some exhibitions will follow. I will keep you updated. Thanks for listening. This was Get the Bug. <laughs>